Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Monique. Welcome back to the podcast, or welcome if this is your first time listening. This is the Brown Vegan Podcast, episode 137. And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them. I also love to share overall wellness topics and vegan entrepreneurship, stories from vegan business owners, because this is truly a lifestyle. It's so much more than food. You can find out more about what I do and how I do it at brownvegan.com. And also come hang out with me on Instagram. My handle over there is brownvegan. So yes, I am back with another conversation for you. I have Ashley Diaz on the show. She's a mom of three and she's a wife. And I really wanted her to come on to share her experience with raising vegan babies, (laughs) vegan children, and how that looks for her family. I can relate to this so much. So I feel like we did a lot of like back and forth. Like she'll share her story. I'll share my story in this conversation because I can relate. You know, I have three sons and so I just had so much to talk about. (laughs) So I'm so glad that Ashley came on to share that. So in our conversation, we talk about the WIC program. We both used to receive WIC for our children and how there's so much dairy in it. We also chat about just dairy being in everything and how she was able to transition away from cheese, replacing some of her favorite dishes, being a vegan mom with three small children, what that looks like, some of their favorite meals. I love how Ashley was very specific about some of the brands that her family is enjoying, how she puts meals together for them. We also chat about school lunches, which is so important to make those approachable and fun for kids. Being a social vegan family and also what this looks like as far as her navigating this lifestyle with a spouse who's not vegan, but he's also very supportive. As always, you can find all of the show notes and everything we mentioned in this conversation at brownvegan.com under episode 137. Also, don't forget to follow Ashley on Instagram, Ashmer. So it's A-S-H-L-E-M-U-R-R-R. I'll also link that on the show notes for you as well to make it easy for you to click through. So yes, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation. My vegan journey started in 2014. I had two friends at grad school and they were both vegan and I thought it was cool, but I didn't really know much about it. I had no connection to it. Like I had never, ever really heard of that or learned about it. So I started Googling a little and the first thing I found was the video of piglets being slammed on the ground and everything else that happened. And from that moment forward, I said, I will never again eat pork. And I never did. It just like hit me to my core. And that that was kind of a big deal for me because pulled pork was actually my favorite food as a meat eater. <laughs> it was my favorite meal. But that video just hit me so hard. And I was like, oh my God. So over the next few months, I tried to phase out other meats. It was easy for me to go to steak next and get rid of that because I barely ate that as it was. And I was like, all right, I'll, you know, I'll be turkey and chicken. But then you find out about those industries. And with the turn of the new year, I was like, okay, I'm giving up meat. I'm going to be a pescatarian. And for me, that was really helpful to be able to eat fish after, you know, letting go of all meat. 
If I felt tempted or like I was missing out with friends, I was able to just have like fish tacos and, you know, grilled salmon or whatever it was. And I do think that that is a good stepping stone for people if they need that sort of progress towards the goal of being vegan. There's nothing wrong with that. So that that helped me a lot. And then I had my son a few months later in 2015. And that's when the vegan stuff really started to hit. I think I was I was putting off learning even more about the dairy industry because secretly, I, I think in the back of my mind, I knew once I knew the facts, I was going to cut it out, but I wasn't ready to part with like pepper jack cheese or whatever it was. But, you know, I did start learning more about it and being a mom and for me personally, a breastfeeding mom, the thought of that happening to me or my baby, it was just beyond the pale. I couldn't. And, and I was in the WIC program for women and families, you know, making a little less money than maybe the average. So, you know, you're supplemented with this food, but I saw how the dairy industry had infiltrated that program and it was just blocks of cheese and gallons of milk. And I'm over here trying to cut back and be healthier and be better for my son and all of this. And as a side note, actually, he was kind of having an allergy to it. So that kind of pushed me forward. Also, I think he was a little intolerant with the milk. So I quit WIC and I turned vegan basically overnight with that. That was like the last straw with me. So I had a few months to figure it out for myself before he was ready to eat food. And, you know, three kids later, I think we we've got it down now (laughs) as a vegan family. That's what's up. I love it. Yeah. I love how you it was a slower transition because I know a lot of people think that it has to be something that happens overnight. And so for you, you just worked through the steps. I feel like it was like that for me as well. I was a vegetarian before I was a vegan. And I think that's okay. It's okay to do what works best for your situation, especially as you learn. And I feel like you can also build on that confidence as you're learning. You can be like, okay, I can do this and then shift that way. You have to tell us as far as the, (laughs) this WIC program, we kind (laughs) of talked about it last week and I, I really... It's crazy because I was also on WIC. Uh, My son is, he's 19 now. He's about to be 20. So this was a long time ago. And I feel like WIC has definitely made some improvements since then because I remember where it would, like you say, the blocks of cheese, dairy, it was all dairy. And now I feel like they do offer some vegetables and and different things that are better. I don't know if they offer fruit because I don't know a lot about it, but it sounds like it's still, because your son is, your oldest is six, right? Yeah. Yep. So it sounds like it still it still ha- has a long way to go, and it's just crazy because we we're so conditioned to believe that you know dairy is such an essential part of our lives because they make so much money from it. It's a billion dollar industry. Yeah. So making that connection and realizing that it's not good for you was also like really cool that you were able to do that because a lot of people yeah. just don't even think about it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it would be really easy to not think about it. And I really did try to put it off for a long time. I was like, I don't want to know. I'm not ready to give it up. But, you know, once you see it up close and personal, just how bad the industry is. And, you know, no one was telling me that this is the norm, but I just knew in my heart this is the norm. You know, you hear those arguments like, that's just one farm. But like you said, this is a huge industry. There is milk in everything. I mean, yeah, so I knew it had to be the norm that these, this was happening to the moms, this was happening to the babies and just seeing it directly, starting to think about it, it is really in everything, school lunches, WIC, like you said. And that was the big thing was that 
the fruit and vegetable, the produce stipend was $10. And I was- That's it? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Are you serious? And after they gave you probably like $150 worth of dairy? Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I had no idea it was so low. Mm Wow. Yeah. And you know, I, it's not that I wasn't grateful. I was just at a different point in my life. And I think for some families that really need that, of course, that is coming in clutch and they're grateful, but it's also continuing the system where people are not having to think about it, you know, not having to think about how the industry is back in this program. Why wouldn't they give you more money for fruits and vegetables? You're a breastfeeding person, or you are a busy mom, or you're a, a little kid. You need these nutrients and a block of cheese is only going to get you so much. And so, you know, it would get me like a carton of raspberries and, you know, a carton of blueberries or however I wanted to break it down, but it was just not lasting. And I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I think I'm just going to part ways, save my spot for someone, I guess, who needs it more or whatever. And just and move on there. Yep. Yeah. Wow. 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 That is, that is, is broken. That is definitely a broken system for sure. Yep. So as far as like, cause I know you were talking about the pepper Jack and how you love your cheese. <laughs> and I think that's real for a lot of people. They know that this is probably a way that they should live, but they're, you know, there's like this, this fear of the unknown, like what's on the other side? Will I ever be able to enjoy my food the same way? So how did that look for you? Were you able to find substitutes? When you first became vegan, because I know, okay, so you've been vegan at this point, what? Has it been seven or eight years at this point? Six. Six. Okay. So I feel like you came in an era where the food, as far as like the (laughs) the supplements, not the supplements, but some of the alternatives have gotten better since since I went vegan. (laughs) And so like, I always feel like the new vegans, I'm like, man, y'all have it made. (laughs) Because we were like, really? In those early days, like, okay, it would be like one brand of that was actually good of everything kind of. And now there's like so many options out there. So what did that look like for you as far as finding replacements for some of your favorite foods? Yeah, definitely. In the beginning, I did not have replacements. I remember I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Chipotle and I'm not going to get the cheese. And that was like my favorite part. I loved their cheese, but I didn't get it. And as I was eating it, I was like, hmm, I don't really miss it that much. And so I basically went cold turkey off the cheese. And it was a few weeks, probably even months later before I really thought about it. I was like, oh, wow, I just haven't been adding it to anything. And it's almost like a little detox. Like you give your brain a few days and it kind of forgets about it and then you're good. And so I feel like when people are eating dairy, they're eating it. And then it's kind of like, it's almost like an addiction. I don't, I don't want to use that word. You know, it's a pretty serious word. I don't mean it in any accusational way, but it is almost like that. The more you eat it, the more you want it. And when you kind of detox, you're okay for a little bit. So I was just without it until probably like a few years later, one to two years later, when I started trying probably chow was one of the first ones that Mm -hmm. I actually liked. It was like, wow, I could, I could be buying this. Yeah. Phil Rose gets it right. I like, I like that chow cheese too. That was one of the first ones that I like. And also follow your heart was actually the the very first one. I would, I think that was like year two for me. I was like, okay, follow your heart cheese. I feel like was the most similar. I know that they don't have the best ingredients compared to some of the other brands, but I remember back then I was like, okay, I can actually do this. (laughs) This isn't too bad because I know a lot of people say that that's why they don't want to go vegan because of the cheese. So is there any other things that you did to veganize it or or your meals? Or was it more so that you just didn't like, it was like the cheese where you just didn't even include it or think about it? 
Definitely in the beginning, it was the not including when it comes to cheese and eggs. But very quickly after, I guess like about a year or two, as my son started getting older and I started getting probably tired of all the other things I was making, I started to dig into alternatives and replacements. And I, you know, fell in love with Gardein. Gardein? Gardein? Yeah. (laughs) Fell in love with Gardein and then, you know, obviously more recently fell in love with Beyond and Impossible. And now our go-to for cheese, cream cheese, everything is Violife. So Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) That is a good I'm so glad that they're finally more accessible because I remember years ago someone told me about them and I had to go through like hoops to (laughs) finally try it. And now when I go in stores, I feel like I see it a lot more. And I feel like they are definitely one of the better brands of vegan cheese for sure. Yeah, me too. And and it's kind of lucky because at the food line up here by me. They always have all the wildlifes and they're always on sale. So they're like $3 instead of like $5 for a pack of cheese. When I can't, I know you and I have talked about Wegmans, you know, when you go there, you can get any type, you know, whatever. But up here, it's nice for me to be able to just run to a food line and get vegan cheese and yogurt, which was not the case even like two years ago when I used to live in Westminster, Maryland, I mean, I couldn't get the cheeses there. I couldn't get the yogurts there. I could get a few things, but you know, Gardein and stuff and Morningstar farms or whatever it is. But now you're right. It's so much more mainstream. It's really nice. Yeah. That's good to know. Food Lion. Let me find out Food Lion has a life there. I would have never thought Food Lion would have it. That's good to know. And always on sale. I have no idea why, but. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> So let's talk about like as far as your kids because you have three small children and your oldest your oldest is six and was you he was I guess at this point he was born into this lifestyle because he was so young when you decided to become vegan or was it because it was right before right yeah right before so he was born. Yeah. basically as he was born I was still eating like dairy and eggs and fish I guess but I definitely decided to just go vegan and give it all up so he was born in June of 2015 August of 2015 I was vegan. So mm-hmm. by the time he started eating, yeah, he was sort of like the experiment when it came to that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Not the experiment. <laughs> but he's fine, so. <laughs> but also, I think it's so dope when kids are born into it because they really don't know any, they can't, they don't question it as much. You know, yeah. it's just a little easier of a transition for your family. Just like my son is so funny. He, he wasn't born into, he's 18. He wasn't born into being vegan, but. I wanted to get some oat milk and we were at the store and he said something like, but I want silk because I grew up on silk. And I'm like, you grew up on <laughs> to, to be able to say that is like a huge, I'm like, wow, for him to even, he was making a joke, but I was like, wow, he really, it's so many ways. It's, it's, I grew up on dairy and my kids grew up on plant-based milk. I said, that's pretty yeah. dope to be able to say that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so how has it been for your family? Like, what are your kids? I always want to know what the kids are eating or what they like. So what are some of the favorite dishes that your family is enjoying together? So the oldest, he is a guardian freak. Like he is obsessed with the tenders, you know, in the gold bag. He loves rice. He loves pasta. He loves fruit. They all love fruit. That's just a given for all of them. They will crush a thing of a whole thing of blueberries, a whole thing of raspberries, whatever it is in one sitting. (laughs) They ask for smoothies. They want like, you know, those little cutie oranges. They want like 10 of them at a time. So I feel blessed with that, but I also think it's partially because we promote it a lot. You know, I think a lot of families think, oh, if you have a banana or, you know, a handful of strawberries, you're fine. And and that might be fine, but we promote it a lot more. And kids, you know, it is nature's candy. It tastes good. They're going to eat it. 
so fruit is a huge part of it. And then I like to say their their meals are very balanced. So we have like the air fried tater tots and garden products, but I balance it out with fruit. I make a lot of rice and beans. We make that at least twice a week. And the kids love rice. That is like, they, they, I swear, they show up at daycare with like gourmet meals with rice and beans and their nuggets all chopped up and, you know, grilled corn. Um, okay. <laughs> because I'm like, well, if I'm cooking that for us, me and my husband, and that's what we like, you know, we might do some meat substitute on the side for us. The kids aren't as big into the, the meat substitutes. The chicken ones, yes, but all the other types, no. It's so funny how they just naturally don't like it. And I guess because they never have had real meat, so they don't, they're not looking for that taste, you know? Mm, that so texture. They, yeah. Yeah. They eat a lot of rice and beans. I'm still waiting for the day and pasta. I'm still waiting for the day that they really like tofu because they don't. But once they do, that's a even more cost friendly way to prepare, prepare meals for them. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember I didn't like tofu either. I think <laughs> I think I remember let me tell you the first time I made it, I didn't know anything about like pressing it in. I just took it out the pack and I just tried to fry it up. I didn't I didn't drain it. I didn't really do anything to it. And I, and I didn't really know what the hell I was doing. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I always tell people if they eat tofu, you need to eat it at a restaurant, a place that probably knows what they're doing. Don't eat it at home and for that first time because you probably won't like it. Yes, I agree. I have had some some mishaps myself. <laughs> so what about let's talk about the school lunches, because I know because your is your oldest in school or how does that because I well, well, because of the pandemic, I'm not sure because yeah. of his age. Was he is he going to first grade or kindergarten? Where's it? What grade is he? Yeah, going he's going to first grade last year when it was kindergarten, but he was home this summer. He's in camp some of the weeks. So this week he actually is in camp and then he'll start first grade in person. So are you planning to keep that same that same energy as far as his lunches with the corn and the garden and everything? Or are you planning to make his lunch look similar to the other kids with, with vegan options? How do you plan to do that? So it's like a mix. I kind of have a rotation. It's some nights I throw in the air fryer, the tots and the garden. Other nights it's pasta. And when I make them pasta or noodles, you know, I usually throw in peas or corn into the boiling water. Then I'll cycle in grilled cheese with the BioLife cheese. And then I'll cycle in peanut butter and jelly. And it's kind of like, all right, which one haven't they had this week? Oh, they've had tots three days in a row. Let's make some noodles tonight. Like, so we kind of cycle like that. So today, the two younger ones had rotini noodles, and then they split a uh, gardein, one of the turkey cutlets, just cut that in half, diced it up. They both had that with their fruit and their Oreos, <laughs> and they were good to go. And then the older one had the gardein, like sponsor me, gardein, please, at this point. I know, I know. Please sponsor this podcast, gardein. I mean, damn, all the brands we mentioned here. <laughs> <laughs> we had the, the sliders. And then like three oranges and then pretzels and Oreos also. So it's like a nice little mix that they have. Yeah, I think I love the balance. I know when my kids were younger, I think I've told the story on here before that I tried to make them. My son always teases me about this. I try to make him like the most perfect healthy lunches and that shit would go right in the trash. <laughs> and, I, and then when I finally said, okay, let me make him, you know, peanut butter and jelly things. Like, well, I know a lot of schools that can't have peanut butter and jelly now, but you know, back then he could peanut butter and jelly. And then I could make him give him some plain Fritos because his yes. lunch was, you know, some orange slices. Cause it looks like everyone else's lunch, but his is vegan. And 
at yeah. that age, especially like elementary school, they really do care about getting yep. in, you know, they really do care about that. So what can I do to make a lunch that's vegan, but it's also similar to what everyone else is eating, like you said, Oreos. So having that balance is important. So what about, yeah. let's talk about like, you know, being a social vegan. Cause I think that as doing it with a family is just, you know, very different initially for, for us in comparison to everyone else, you know, how you show up to the party, you just eat whatever, nobody questions anything, but to try to do it as a vegan family is so different. So like, let's talk about how that looks for your family. Do you typically bring your own food? Do you eat before you go? Like, how does this work? Yes, I, we are huge eat before you go kind of people. And then for the kids, I can a lot of times air fry up some gardening <laughs> some tots and bring it for them. <laughs> have the bag full of snacks or whatever. But like you just mentioned, like Fritos and stuff, I can usually guarantee that there's going to be like plain Lay's or Fritos or pretzels or fruit. Everyone has those things at a party. So I can usually kind of bank on them munching on that and then also having their food if they need it, if they need to come up to me. I typically eat before just to make sure I don't, you know, get hangry while I'm there because a handful of chips not really going to hold me over. But so I'll eat before. And so we've gotten pretty good at that. And one little tip I have for kids, not everyone has this in their area, but Mod Pizza, oh, their dairy-free cheese. When when they have pizza days at school, I will get him a Mod Pizza and cut it up. And so he's eating pizza with the kids. And no, he didn't get it from the big Papa John's box or whatever that they open up. But he has pizza there. And like you said, it is so important to fit in. So that was another little cheat that I just remembered. Yeah, I love that. I love it. It's Monique hopping in to thank Anna Louisa for sponsoring today's episode of the podcast. And so if you're not familiar, and you should be familiar, (laughs) Anna Louisa makes simple and affordable jewelry pieces that never skimp on the style. They offer earrings, necklaces, rings, and bracelets for any occasion. I recently wore their Una bracelet to a wedding, and it it was just so beautiful and simple. It complemented my dress. And even though I wore it to a wedding, I feel like I can get away with wearing it every day. And I feel like that is the overall aesthetics of the brand. They just beautiful, simple pieces truly for any occasion. So Anna Louise's jewelry is made clean, it's low impact, and they use as many recycled materials as they can. They also use that same philosophy with their packaging. They only send you the essentials and their shipping mailer is made of 100% recycled paper. I have to say that my favorite thing about Anna Louisa, though, is that I never have to worry about using conflict diamonds. They use 100% sustainable lab-grown diamonds. So, of course, all of their diamonds are traceable, they're peaceful, and they're earth-friendly. With jewelry prices that only start at $39 and a new collection released every Friday, there's no better time than now to add some Anna Louisa pieces to your collection. As a listener to this show, you will receive a discount. All you have to do is go to shop.analouisa.com slash brownvegan. Anna Louisa is spelled A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. Once you go to the website, all you have to do is put in brown vegan in the discount code to save 10%. Once again, that is shop.analouisa.com slash brownvegan, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. And I'll also make sure that I put a link on the blog post for you to make it easy for you to click through. So yes, make sure that you let me know what you think once you make your purchase.
are you sometimes, do you bring, I guess I say you go to like a cookout or something with your family. Do you sometimes bring your own dishes so that people, you can kind of eat off of that? Oh or, yeah. 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 These days it's a lot easier. In the last couple of years, I think in the beginning, you know, my family was kind of like, oh, you're vegan. Like what? <laughs> and they didn't really get it, but they were always pretty cool about it. But over the last couple of years, I mean, Thanksgiving Everything is vegan other than the turkey. So that's really cool. Now, my mom just makes, you know, the stuffing with vegetable broth and I do the green bean dish. And so there's not bacon in it the way she used to do it, but they all really like it now. And, you know, so our Thanksgivings are veganized and for the most part. And if if I'm going over to my parents, instead of eating before, I'll just bring some Beyond Burgers and be like, can you grill these over here? And so these days it's it's a little bit easier, but it's definitely had to evolve. And in the beginning, it was a lot of like, I'm going to Chipotle before and stuffing myself so that I don't even think of food because there won't be anything for me there. Mm hmm. That's real. That is so yeah. real. I feel like for so many of us, like we start off and our families are like, okay, what's going on now? Like, what are you doing this week? <laughs> what's going on? But then after they see that this is a lifestyle change for us, they are usually a little more open about it. They're like, okay, yeah. they accepted it better. And then it sounds like with your family too, they kind of made some shifts for themselves because they watch you and listen to you and see how you do things. So that's always helpful. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about being, I guess, in a marriage where you're the vegan and your spouse is not. Like, how does that look for you guys? For us, it's actually really easy. And I know that I'm one of the lucky ones because he has an open mind and he's very supportive. So for me, it was never really much of a challenge. Whereas, you know, someone might take a little bit more it might take a little bit more through to get into certain people. And, you know, so I can't really speak to that when there's someone who's super resistant, but he, on the other hand, is very open to it. He, similar to me and you, and probably most of us had never heard of it, like didn't understand it, had never like seen a video or made the connection. But as we started, you know, talking, getting more serious, I would talk to him about stuff and he was like, oh, okay. And he was like interested in learning about it and wasn't like ready to jump into it or anything, but was at least open and would watch, you know, a documentary or whatever and would think about it. Fast forward, you know, I start cooking or whatever. In the very beginning, I would buy eggs so he could like have eggs on the weekend because we would be making like pancakes, but we'd make them vegan with like a mashed up banana and almond milk. And he was totally cool with that. And we'd make rice and beans and fried plantains and have like a big brunch, but I would get him eggs. And over time, he was like, you know what? I don't even need them. I'm I'm content with what we have. I don't feel malnourished. I really don't feel the need for an egg, cholesterol. Like it was starting to connect with them. So yeah, when we were home, you know, now it's whatever I cook is what he eats. And he likes that food. And he also likes to cook too. The hardest part for him is when he goes like to work, he's like with these guys and it's, you know, he doesn't always pack. A lot of times he will pack leftovers, but you know, you know how it is when you're working Mm -hmm. and you have pressure from these guys. And so sometimes there he will kind of give in, but like, and, and especially with my family, when they would have their non-vegan stuff, they'd always offer it to him. And that was kind of hard for him because he felt like he had to say yes, since he wasn't like fully, fully vegan, but he secretly like didn't want to anymore because he was trying to be vegan. So he'd get home and be like, my stomach hurts. And I'm like, you should just let everyone know you're officially vegan at this point. But he's still, he's still making the transition, but it's less and less now, you know, meat that he eats now. And it's funny because 
I think at work, he's kind of the preachy one about eating better, (laughs) (laughs) not necessarily about being fully vegan or for the animals, but he comes at it with, from the health perspective, a lot of these, you know, he works in the construction field and a lot of these guys, they're eating crappy food, just on the go, you know, fast food. They don't have time for themselves. You know, they, they really, they work long days and they don't know. So he's Mm -hmm. the one in there like, let's not get burgers today. Let's get like, you know, Chick-fil-A or I'm going to get a grilled chicken salad when you guys go out for pizza. So even when he's not fully vegan, I feel like he's still promoting eating better overall. And so I think that's the main way that it works is that support and that openness is really key to making it work long term. I agree. I love that. I love it. I just I'm like you. I just as long as he's vegan friendly and open and respectful, that's all that really matters to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the other thing was, I was like, these kids are going to be vegan. Oh, <laughs> uh, what did he say about that? I sounds like he probably wouldn't care, but what did he say? What was this? He didn't care, but he knew I was serious. Like, it's not a discussion. Like, this is what I know. You know, you feel like you have to give your kids the best start in life. And I know you know, because I've seen you with your kids over the years. And like you said, your son's like, I grew up on silk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you got to give your kids what you feel is the best for them. And if I feel and know in my core that this is the best, best lifestyle, he had to know from the beginning, this is the direction we're heading. And of course he was totally on board. And, you know, in the beginning when his family would make little jokes about giving the kids stuff, he, he would kind of clap back a little bit like, no, we're actually not joking. She's not joking. And, you know, and so he really had my back with that. So, yeah. Oh, wow. That is so important. Even just having a spouse to have your back um, when it comes to extended family and when it comes to the kids, because I know when when my kids were little, because my oldest was about eight years old when I first went vegan. And I told my husband, I was like, listen, my ex-husband now, but I was like, make sure that, you know, if you don't like something or you're not feeling something, don't do it in front of the kids. Like talk to me when they're not around. Cause you know how kids are, they'll feed off of that. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, about if dad doesn't like this, about this. So I used to be like, listen, you know, don't say anything. Tell me later and I'll fix it. (laughs) Don't say it in front of these kids. (laughs) Yep. You are so right. Yeah, I don't need anything because, you know, especially my my it wasn't necessarily my oldest, but he was kind of against it, too. But my middle one was just like, oh, no, I just need corn dogs. I need (laughs) I'm not eating this chicken nuggets is all I need. But yeah, those replacements really help because it's funny. I don't think that I probably would have ate as many replacements when. I first went vegan if it wasn't for me having a family <laughs> because <laughs> I felt like I really had no choice but to eat some of those things because yeah. they were not feeling it. They're like, I'm hungry. <laughs> what is <Yeah>. this? <laughs> I need chicken. I need corn dogs. And so being able, like you said, to have Morningstar and having Gardein and things like that really did help a lot. I'm trying to do this with a family for sure. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because your recipes, a lot of your recipes don't use alternatives and they're just really good. Like plant-based foods, you know, they might have a little bit of or plant-based meals. They might have a few alternatives, but they're not really alternative heavy. And I feel like I would be the same way if it was just me and just like if it was just you, but with the kids and the spouses that are kind of walking the line, you got to mm-hmm. be like, this burger, it tastes pretty good or, you know. Right. <laughs> Especially if you have a spouse that's like, uh, who was into meat and potatoes, because some men mm-hmm. are just like that. That's what they want to eat. They want a big burger. They want bacon. Some men are like that. So being able to have some of those options that are good, because, mm-hmm. you know, some of them aren't good. We know that. <laughs> so to have some good options out there just makes life a little easier for the transition. Even if you don't, of course, eat that every day. But knowing that you have an option really does help you go vegan. Because I know for me, 
when I realized I went vegan for for animals is initially these days is more so for like human rights. It is definitely animal rights as well and health. Mm-hmm. But initially it was about animals for me. And I know that I went vegan for that reason, but I'm not sure if I would have stayed vegan if I didn't realize that there were so many options out there. Yeah. And you know, you're so right. That's an interesting thing that you said. Like we might've started in it for animals, but these days for whatever reason, like the animal thing just doesn't resonate with some people, or I think that it could, but they're scared of it. You know, they're not ready for it. So being able to come at it from a human rights or health or environmental perspective is definitely helpful with these yes. spreading the word. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, it's sometimes I will say this though. I feel uncomfortable talking about the animal part, even though that came for the reason, because I feel like as a black woman, there's so many bigger issues within my community that, you know, I should be talking about kind of thing. But at the same time, I know that that helped me. So I don't want to disregard it. You know, I think that and yeah. it is still important. It's still super important. It really is. But I like it, like you said, it doesn't necessarily resonate the same way these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So before we wrap up, share any last minute tips that you have for us as far as I don't know if you want to go in the direction of going vegan as a family or just in general, and also tell us how we can reach out to you on social media or any else, anything else you want us to do. Awesome. Yeah. So I think for going vegan in general, I think people need to re- realize what is vegan because there's like a lot of those misconceptions. And it's like when people say, I've never had vegan food. And it's like, dude, you have had a peanut butter and jelly. You've had fruit, like you've had oatmeal. So for people to take a step back and think about what really is vegan, like the, the basic foods that you eat are vegan. You just usually add meat to it or you add cheese on top. So thinking about things like smoothies and oatmeal and rice and beans, although I keep going back to that, but I know a lot of people don't eat that. I'm lucky because this is a Spanish household and that's what we all eat. But you know, if you're not someone who eats a lot of rice and beans or chickpeas or whatever, it's an opportunity to explore. So Thinking about the foods that are there that are all that are already vegan that you didn't realize and eating more of them, exploring new foods, definitely buying some alternatives, experimenting to find which ones you like, because like we've both touched on, once you find a, an alternative that you like, that can be a staple of your diet that you can cycle in and out, especially with kids you know, to have that easy thing, because some nights I am busy and I don't have any more time than 12 minutes on the air fryer. So I'm very <laughs> to have that. Yeah. And I think from, you know, I, for me, as you start doing it, it becomes fun. Like you start feeling a little bit better. You start finding new recipes, which obviously that's how I found you all those years ago and still make some of your recipes to this day. The fire <laughs> uh, roasted chickpeas, you know, I can't say enough about. <laughs> yeah. And I think people can learn that cooking is fun. So many people think that cooking and meal prep is work and it, you know, it can be work, but it's all about your attitude. And when you start feeling better about yourself and feeling better about what you're doing, it just becomes easier and easier. My dad used to make so much fun of me because I'd be spending so much time chopping up fruit and getting it all prepped in the beginning of the week. And I remember just being like, well, it's worth it. And I pushed through and now it's like second nature. I I don't even think about that in terms of meal prep because it's just, you know, a second nature to have it. And so, yeah, it's my biggest tip just to stay at it and 
Think about those foods that are easy go-to foods for you that you can start with. And people really don't sleep on oatmeal and, and smoothies because they are easy and they are nutritious and they are cheap, you know, for the most part. Oatmeal is really affordable. Frozen fruit tends to be more affordable. So that's a little tip from my family for sure. Yes. Thank you so much. So tell us how we should follow you or what else you want us to do before we um, close out. Well, speaking kind of like off the record for work. So I work for the city of Bowie and I am the sustainability planner. So a lot of what I do, you know, is climate related. And it's funny because we have this climate action plan and we have a whole section in there about people eating more plant-based and promoting plant-based diets and promoting, you know, farmers markets and eating local, but there's, there's no one to push it except for me because I'm the token vegan. So (laughs) funny because I'm like, how are you guys going to push this message? So what I've done is, you know, if you live in Bowie or around Bowie and you're interested, I have a monthly newsletter through work. If you go to cityofbowie.org slash green Bowie, you can sign up for the newsletter and I just send it out once a month. And it's just kind of what's going on tips to help the environment, tips about composting and whatever. And at the bottom, I always do a plant-based recipe, which oftentimes features recipes from my favorites like yourself. And I always link back to the, to the original recipe. But if you're someone that lives in the area and you're, you know, looking for something like that, that comes just once a month, you don't have to go searching, you know, people could subscribe to that and they would get not only events and things, keeping them up to date about our area, but a plant-based recipe at the bottom to try out. Tell us how we can follow you on Instagram. Yeah. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Ash Lemur, <laughs> A-S-H-L-E-M-U-R-R-R. Everyone used to call me Ash Lemur. So it just kind of stuck. <laughs> Basically just post pictures of my kids and my plants and food and sometimes shuffling and dancing. But so I'm not the most exciting person, but I can promise content in those areas. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for being on the show. I feel like this was so valuable. This is so practical. And I know that it's going to help other people not only go vegan for themselves, but for their families as well. So thank you so much for pitching me because we've been talking on Instagram for what, like two years now. And I'm so glad that you finally, you pitched me and I was like, yeah, let's do this. So well, thank you because honestly, I feel like you are a big part of how far I've come. Honestly, that's why the one day I had a little liquid courage going on. I was like, I'm just going to reach out to her because <laughs> I'm on her page all the time and I go back to her. And so thank you for, you know, everything you've done for me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Ashley. This is such a pleasure. It really was. Thanks again to Anna Louisa for sponsoring today's show. Don't forget to go to their website to treat yourself and your loved ones to some jewelry pieces. All you need to do is go to shop.analouisa.com slash brownvegan and use the discount code brownvegan to save 10%. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. All of the show notes will be at brownvegan.com. So check those out. Also, let me know what you thought of this episode. Come hang out with me on Instagram. My handle over there is at brownvegan. Have a great day and I will talk to you next week.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.